I've never found small dogs to be useful. I don't find them cute. I don't like them. Big dogs are much better. If you own a small dog, I think that you're fine. A person is fine. People with big dogs, much better. Small dogs, fuck you. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Okay. All right. All right. All right. Come on. Ladies and gentlemen, once again, thank you. Thank you so much. Once again, we begin us. with Mike's random thoughts. Absolutely. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to 1991. I am your host, Michael Joseph, as always and forever to my, for my, er, with with pleasure, I introduce you to my co-host, Adam Michael. <coughs> hey, it's Adam. How are we doing tonight, Mike? I'm doing good, Adam. How are you tonight? I'm doing good. We actually just spent... we we Adam and I, we were hanging out earlier this evening. Normally, I get here uh, and we set up for the show. Um, Usually late at night. Really late. Tonight? Oh, yeah. It's late. No, it's, it's late. It's very, very late. But um, but no, we actually we're already we were, ready to yeah rock. we we we're um we were hanging out earlier. We, it was his uh, sister's birth, oh, excuse me, birthday party. Burp day so, party. Oh, burp day. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there. Um, and it was cool. There was chocolate cake. There was uh, there's pizza. Your brother who doesn't eat bread now i folks listen to this shit okay <laughs> so i i go to the backyard where the pizza is right and uh, i'm ecstatic i mean who the hell doesn't you know i mean shit come on now pizza so i i'm, I'm cool with it I'm, I'm happy i'm into it i walk over and i see this plate of stacks of of uh of pizza slices but the top part the toppings on the top cheese and everything. everything is gone it's it's a stack of no, no bullshit. Naked like crust. seven fucking pizzas, uh, pieces of bread with a little bit of tomato, and 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 immediately in my head, I'm, who the hell does this? And dude, it was your little what brother. It was Andrew. What the hell? He is a. He's been very successful. Dude, he on a keto diet. Yeah, no, he has. He's lost a, a whole lot of weight. And uh, he, you know, he'll. He'll partake of the pizza without eating the crust. The the point though is that he leaves. He leaves a. And let me tell you, the plate that that these slices were on, it was small. It wasn't large. (laughs) So it was one of those little cake plates. Yeah, no, it it looked like it looked like a joke. (laughs) Like he did that deliberately as a joke. I, 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 it angered me. You proceeded to go inside and find him and call him out for it in front of in front of everybody. Party full of people. Yeah, I did. Well, do you think he was embarrassed? No, I think he liked it. Well, I didn't like it. Agree to disagree. <laughs> no, it was cool. No, the pizza was awesome. There were plenty of pieces of normal shit left for dudes like me. Uh, I ate it. It was good. Normally, I'm a burrito man. Uh, folks listening at home, uh, do you, hey, you like you guys like burritos, ladies? You, do you like oh. burritos? Yeah, man. You they like them? Li- they like burritos. Ah, cool. I I love I love it. I think a burrito is perfect. I like a place that I have the option 
of regular burritos or maybe breakfast burritos. Uh, I want, I want, I want salsa options too. And can I get one that ain't too spicy? Uh, like please. Don't, don't shy away from the spice. I mean, no, I can't have, I can't have stuff that's too spicy or else I'll, I, uh, Give I me all the jalapenos. No. Load me up. Ah, you're lucky. That's uh, yeah. Well, folks, I don't know if I said it before. I've already forgotten. This is 1990. What all things 90s discussed. Shit that we haven't done includes Legos, Jurassic Park. Uh, you want to talk Legos? We can talk Legos. Let's. What, well, well, we'll get into that. Well, no, hold on. Legos, that no, that was before. I mean, oh, Legos have been around. No, nah, they they've been around. Oh longer, yeah, like much like before. They're probably in like eighties, maybe even the seventies. Like sixties, uh, fifties, maybe. Really? Yeah, they. Oh shit! They've been here for a while. I don't. I don't know why I mentioned it. Well, we played with them in the nineties. And I continue to play with them. My kids have so many Legos. They had a lot of cool sets. I remember I had a pirate ship set. I had several like Robin Hood sets and uh, Lego makes like superhero stuff now. Yeah, they it's do. Like, it's I don't like it. I don't like the new because it's too specific. I, I loved to it when I was a kid. It's too like, specific though. Like, I think that it's cool they have the Star Wars ones, but I want something a little bit more broad, like pirate ships, pirates, um, Robin Hood stuff. Those are all like. It's just, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it leaves a little bit, like, you can imagine more, but if everything is, like, too specific to one certain character or superhero or story, I I, I see your point, but here's, you can't really imagine much. Here's how it works. You get those sets, here's how it works in my house, at least, you get those, those sets, and, and a lot of them come from, like, family members as gifts and stuff, and, um, eventually, after they, they build whatever thing is there, um, you know, in the instructions on, on the box, it gets taken apart, and those pieces just get added, and there's really cool pieces in there now because of those uh, cool, like, superhero and Star Wars sets, and they can they can make all sorts of crazy stuff based on those, like, different parts coming together. I, Plus, I, they also have the little the little figures, the little mini figs that are like Batman and stuff. So that's awesome. Damn. Yeah. I, okay. I, I I don't agree at all, but that's cool. I think you've changed your mind. No man. Yeah, I, I see it in your eyes. No. You come over to my set. I I really so want I won that to debate. have uh, mark it down. A People shot. People keeping track at home. Of I just uh, defeated right Mike and debate here I just about Legos. Fucking destroyed right now, just drunk. <laughs> but I can't, because it's way too late for that shit. Except for all the stupid fucking college kids that live next to where I live, they they probably think it's the perfect time. I don't care about any of them, folks. Hey, let's get into the nineties, man. Come on, yeah. shit. We are continuing our. Journey through the music of 1998. 1998. The top, the top alternative songs from September 12th, 1998. We heard some crazy stuff last week. I loved it. It was wild. It was a roller coaster ride. We went up from like, uh, you know, corn down to Sean Mullins and Lenny Kravitz yeah. back up to Marilyn Manson. Just like 
all different sorts of stuff. And it was great, dude. I'm, I've been loving doing this show. Today? I mean, it's, it's awesome, man. Yeah. It's cool. What's going on? What are we on, number 20? We're on number 20. We're going 20 to 1, and we're starting off with Holy a band called Days of the New. With oh. a song called The Downtown. Wait. Wait a second. No, you're Hold right. Hold on a second. We, we, did, right. we did this. <laughs> Didn't we do this? We did this. We're on a different song. <laughs> <laughs> We're on 7 Mary 3, Over Your Shoulder. My mistake. Is this I, number I 20? I should have made a separate playlist. This is number 20. Oh. 7 Mary 3. Once again, a ba- I, I, I wasn't the song I would have thought. Right. Yeah, there was a lot of that on this list where there's like a... There's you know, a band that has one standout hit, but yeah. we're not playing that one. My last attack, mouth, bottleneck, the interesting thing is a lot of these groups that I thought were one-hit wonders, they, they've got songs like this that are charting, but yeah. just never really made it like the I other think ones. Because this, this band wrote that song, Cumbersome, right. which was a big hit for them. And also, like... The Water's Edge, which was a semi-hit. I think they're probably this one still I considered one-hit wonders because yeah. that was probably yeah. Cumbersome was probably their only like yeah. top forty. Totally. Yeah. Let's keep talking over this song so that no one can really hear it. Yeah, this is what I really it's, love it's about. It's not really it. worth hearing. Let's, let's just keep talking. <laughs> I can hear the shit already. I don't need to like be silent to understand that that I don't like this song at all. I, I don't care for it at all. This was. Kind of more country influence sounding than like cumbersome. Yeah, I hate it. It's from their fourth album called Orange Avenue. Spent 12 weeks on this chart, peaked at number 16. The album didn't go gold or platinum or anything. Uh, 7 Mary 3, this song is shit. Fuck you for writing it. We're not going to hear much more of it because we've got a lot better stuff to get to tonight. That's lame. Ah, it's disgustingly shitty. We could check out the chorus without talking over it. Alright, I hate no. 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 Off to a bad start. Off to a whole I'm, I'm in a horrible it's mood. It's gonna get better. I'm nope. I'm in an absolutely horrendous mood now. All right, that was number twenty. Oh god, that band. Seven. Hope, did they drown? Uh, it sounded like they were drowning. Well, I don't know. I hope their mothers pushed them in. God, I've got I've got nothing funny to say. I'm I'm just so self. Oh, that was a bad way to start it off. I know. Especially after I played. You Days know what? We've we've had so many great episodes. Who cares if we start off one bad? It's probably gonna get better. Tell me if you recognize this song. Who got the hooch? Who got the hooch? Who got the only sweetest thing in the world? Uh, yeah, a little bit. The working day was long and the road is grinding on. The body's winding down again. The travel fire's here and the circle speaks so near. This is everything with hooch. 
I I recognize this. And you know what? I'm I'm back in a better mood. I, I don't love it, but I, I'm in a I'm in a good mood. Yeah, it's got like an infectious kind of cheerfulness. Yeah, catchiness. Yeah, no, I'm happy. I'm I remember happy. this song. Um, do you remember? Okay, at the corner of Beltline and Rochelle and Irving, there is a record store. I think it was a Blockbuster Music. And it was a little north of the mall. And uh, CD a warehouse? It might have turned into a CD warehouse, but I think it started out as a blockbuster music. Because, you know, they, they it had... It was really small. Uh, it wasn't that... No, it was pretty big, actually. It was like... It was where... I think there's like a grocery store right now. But anyway. Oh, no, no, no. It was a big place. Yeah. Yeah. They had a... They had listening stations and... Dude, yeah. This song was on the radio, Dude, and I remember listening, stations. listening oh, through the yeah. CD at that record store. Yeah, Virgin Records had an awesome listening station. There's so many of them. I definitely didn't buy it, but my brother Matt and I liked this song. It was on the radio at like the same time as this U2 single called uh, The Sweetest Thing. Oh, yeah, you know I remember that song? that song, yeah. This was also in the movie Waterboy with Adam Sandler. Uh, that's where I recognize it. I 15 weeks on this chart. Peak at number 12. We'll hear this chorus one more time. Right, number 19. Yeah, man. All right. Oh, I know you're going to recognize this song. Shit. The bass stands out. What? Fuck yeah, man. Dude, my mood oh, skyrocketing right now, right to the goddamn moon. Number 18, The Flies with Got You Where I Want You. Isn't this a Dallas band? I don't know. song was in the Katie Holmes movie Disturbing Behavior James Marsden I started watching the music video for this and uh, I was like dude that's Katie Holmes yeah she pretended to be Tom Cruise's wife Tom Cruise is actually a gay man <laughs> do you have a, a real knowledge of this or are you just uh, I'm pretty speculating? sure it's true it's huge speculation I mean, you know, I don't know. Maybe it's just, you know, I wonder how the lateness affects affects us. We, I think I feel like we are open. We're just so much more open for for it. Because normally, I feel like if I heard this song on my iPod, I wouldn't, I wouldn't like skip it out of like anger. I would right. just like, eh, I'm not really in the mood. But right now, right now, this shit, this is working for me. I am sailing. Well, you didn't like that Seven Married Three song no, at that, all. Oh, so dude. You're not that open. Hell no, dude. I'd cut their... I don't know. Nothing to say. I'd, I'd 
poison their grandmothers. Sounds deserved. I remember this song just felt even even like I guess the first few times I heard it, it just sounded like it was always it had always been around you know. Like yeah. it didn't sound new, it didn't sound old. Spent twenty nine weeks on this alternative chart, peaked at number five. Oh wow. It's a climber. This was on their second album, Holiday Man. Nice. <laughs> what, who are the flies? The flies, yeah. I, I don't think that's a great bridge. What do you think? It's fine. But I mean. It, yeah, it's just. It's just, just, you know. I think this is the last song on our list that isn't at least. Platinum. On a platinum album, that is. Because we've got some big stuff coming up tonight. Oh, um, first we're going to have to get through this. Um, what do you mean? This is the Brian Setzer Orchestra with Jump, Jive, and Whale. <laughs> do you remember this? Yeah, and I. I, I just I didn't understand it when it came out. I was just like, dude, come on, man, you're like you're like t- 40 years too late. Dude, I had some friends who were into swing music. Strange as that may sound. This and Zoot Suit Riot by the Cherry Poppin' Daddy. <laughs> yes. Um, so. This is from the two-time platinum album, The Dirty Boogie. Brian said it, ju- it just sounds like a cover. Yeah, yeah it does. It's just like, dude, come on. I never heard it. I never heard anything more dated. And, and, and like, like I, I don't hate this song. I'm not angry. But it just, I, I just want to look at Brian Setzer and be like, dude, come on, man. No, yeah. no. I don't like your act. It sucks. He's a good guitarist. That rock is okay. Uh, so far, the same riff about 12 times. And a little bit of a differentiation. A little bit of a bend and some pentatonics. Yep, just lame-ass normal shit. Thanks, Brian. Number cool. 17. Spent I can go to any guitar center and hear some kid play that same thing. <laughs> Peaked at number 15, Jump, Jive, and Whale by the Brian Setzer Orchestra. No. Here we go. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? Yes, dude. <laughs> this fucking song. Yes! Oh, uh, man. Dude, I'm getting happy. I'm getting fucking happy again. Eagle Eye Cherry with Save Tonight. See, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, man, this show gives me energy right now. It's fucking 1.30 in the morning, and this song, oh, blast me off. Oh, man, I'm in love. From the platinum album, Desireless, his debut. 
Man, this song was everywhere. It was. And it, ah, man, I feel like it brought everybody together. You know, like Imagine by John Lennon. It, it's okay. But, dude, Save Tonight by <laughs> Eli Cherry. That's the world saver oh, right Philip there. Oh, Philip would be so mad at you right now. Oh, Philip? Ah, who cares? You know, this is one that for me was overplayed. I got a little worn out on it. I just can't enjoy it like I, I probably did with fresh ears, you know? And there's something in deep, dude. I know I've said it. Ladies and gentlemen, I know I've said it a lot about these endearing songs of hope and, and just, you know, really stretching yourself emotionally. This is another example. This is one of those songs. It's just, it's a feel, it's a feel good track. It's another feel good track. I think you're missing some of the sadness, though. Because, you know, we're sadness, here. sadness is feeling, and feeling is life. You know, I mean, like, say, say you're in love with someone you know you can't have. What you're holding in your hand is, is you know, it is real. And it's like, it's just, it feels so good. And but at the same time, it's just so it's it's so tragic, and you know, maybe I'm just a I don't know what I'm I don't know what I'm talking about. Twenty six weeks on the chart, peaked at eight, that went to number five on the top one hundred. Eagle-Eyed Cherry at number 16 with Save Tonight. Definitely a great song. I mean, I, I liked it, man. I'm happy. But you know what? I'm already over it, interestingly enough. Next we have a band that I know is from Texas. They're from Austin. This is Fastball with Fire Escape. Number 15. Dude, okay, this song sounds like Help era Beatles a lot. chorus it's pretty good those harmonies at the beginning that that caught the shit out of me like i'm i'm a fish and i'm being reeled the fuck in do you remember fastball's other hit yeah the way yeah that was a great song but i, I think i like song. this one better this is from their platinum album all the pain money can buy 15 weeks on this chart peaked at number 13 there's a I mean I've never listened to this album but three songs I know that I like from this album 
the way and out of my head were also uh, singles. I could probably give this album a spin sometime. Yeah. Oh, I do. Let's hear it. Let's hear it again. Here we go. I'm so captivated. It's great. This is probably a good time to mention. I made a um, an Apple Music playlist of like kind of under the radar songs or stuff that we you know that really catches our attention that wasn't like a huge '90s hit, and uh, I posted a link to it on Twitter. And uh, I'll continue to do so every time we update it. I'm going to try and add a song or two from every episode. So Sweet, man. That's a great idea. Calling that playlist the mixtape. Folks, please appreciate what Adam does for this show. Uh, and if you want to comment and vote, you should be like, hey, why doesn't Mike pull his fucking weight? That lazy <laughs> asshole bum. Piece of shit. I'm gonna go to the restaurant that he works at and punch him in his fucking stupid face while he's on the job and see what he does about it. Mike's really just selling himself short. He if, does plenty. He does. And if you guys do that shit plenty. while I'm at work, I will beat your fucking ass in front of everybody. Don't even try and play <laughs> that shit when I'm at work. Don't you dare. Kind of aggro, Mike. Don't don't even do it because it's a stressful <laughs> job, especially if I'm bartending. Trust me, there's paring knives back there. I'll take a rind out of your cheek. And put it in an old fashioned. You're on my turf now. Yeah, d- especially if I'm in the in the service bar. Don't <laughs> you fucking fuck with me. Don't you do it. We played Pearl Jam a few times. Um, haven't really heard one of their big hits yet. No, do we haven't? This one is from the album Yield. Oh, it was a big record. In Hiding. Oh, yeah. This wasn't even a single, but it got a lot of radio play. This is a good song. I like this song. This is probably my favorite Pearl Jam song we played so far. Yeah, this is a great song. This is a great album. I, Yield was a really good album. I like that album. I feel like they record everything live. Like, I feel like the whole band is doing this all at once. I feel like that's how they do it. Dude, that might be exactly the case. Is it really? Yeah. Because it just sounds like that. I forget which band member, but they talked about how much they liked this song because it was just, like, a great experience of the whole band playing live, and that feeling really came off on the record. Very intuitive, Mike. That's why you're on this show. Dude, are you really? Am I right? Yeah, because I can. I, I yeah. feel like just listening to it, like it. Nah, it's, this sounds 
like recorded live in a studio. Yeah. And and on. honestly, like Pearl Jam is the kind of band that I am not surprised that they do that. They're they're they you know they're yeah, I don't know. I love this part. Yeah, dude, that's cool. It's cool. Just change the face on that bridge there. Yeah, so uh, Eddie Vedder's lyrics are based on the writings of Charles Bukowski, whoever that is. It's about taking a break from everything in life and just uh, taking care of yourself for a while. Hey, Bono. Too bad you're not as cool as Pearl Jam, little bitch. You picking on Bono now? I am. I feel like it. I just feel like it, man. <laughs> Fuck you, Bono. Hey, you, you, no reason. I just want to. I don't give a shit how you feel. Wow. Ladies and gentlemen, when I say I don't give a shit how you feel, please don't think I'm talking to Adam. I would never say that to Adam. <laughs> I very much care how he feels. I am speaking to that Irish bastard, Bono, uh, because I think that he's trying to be this world-saving. He, Come on, folks. He's a, He is a sham. He is. <laughs> Look at those stupid sunglasses. That's stupid. All right, he's, well, he's an idiot. Trying to do his part. No, and be cool you, you know what his time. part is. I hope he cuts his fucking foot off, and just throws and like it in an the river. industrial accident or another bike accident or something. It's just what I don't care Dropping how it happens. I, I, somehow I want him maimed. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna be honest. I I, I love this song. Dude. We've I got the Goo Goo Dolls with Iris at number thirteen. This song. All right, come with me, folks. We're we're fucking doing this now. Guys, listen to me, ladies and gentlemen, listen to me. Some songs, God, I can't help but get inspired by them. Right now, I'm in. Look, I know what a lot of you are thinking. Oh, this song sucks, man. It's stupid pop, folks. Just come on, hear me out. Come on, listen to this song. You know what? It's about. It's about a man wanting wanting the love that he can't have. That's a beautiful thing. Oh, it's so tragic. But he's a goddamn walking poet. You've all been there before. You have been there when you want something so bad. You want it so bad. You know you can't have it, but at the same time, you're so thankful to feel this passion for someone because you know they're worth it. They're worth the pain you feel. You gladly suffer. You gladly suffer for them. And you want them to know, you want them to know how you feel, how much you care, but you know that it's selfish. It would be selfish to show your true colors, so you keep them inside, because you know that's the right thing to do. So you suffer the loss and the sacrifice. You take it and you grow. This song was recorded for the movie City of Angels. The soundtrack went five times platinum. It also included uh, Alanis Morissette's Uninvited, Sarah McLaughlin's Angel. Also, on the four-time platinum Goo Dolls album, Busy Up the Girl. Yeah. A lot of hits on that record. They're, yeah, they're totally. My brother and I took a, uh, a drive to Best Buy, and uh, we, we bought a shared copy of that album. 
to listen to it in a sunfire. And yeah. That's a good memory. So, besides becoming one of the biggest alternative rock staples of the 90s, Iris also remains one of the biggest crossover hits in the history of popular music. Crossing over from modern rock radio to pop and adult contemporary radio, reaching number one on all of these formats. Wow. Being the most played song of 1998 for all formats. Dude, that's incredible. Yeah. I'm not surprised. 26 weeks on this chart. Five weeks at number one. They gave me a nice instrumental break to say all that in. Thanks. It all. Hey man, thanks Johnny. <laughs> if you don't like this song, you're wrong. I, I I'm gonna agree with you, Adam. This is a great song. This is a great song. You know, it's funny that like. Uh, this song, obviously, based on everything I just said, got way more radio play than that Eagle Eye Cherry song, but I'm not tired of it at all. Like, it's it's beautifully up. composed. It's beautiful. Um, listen to that mandolin. Everything works so well. This is a masterpiece of production, songwriting. Um, orchestration. Yeah, orchestration. Everything. It really is. This is fantastic. And I don't want the you goo goo dolls thank you guys and thank you guys yeah man iris totally cool yeah man i'm excited nothing wakes me up in the middle of the night like doing this show yeah dude fuck yes one of my favorite dave matthew songs damn it stay wasting time number 12 yeah did you hear that bass oh yeah oh Four-time platinum album. Before these crowded streets. Love that. Love that. Someone with "Don't Drink the Water." Yeah, yeah "Don't Drink the Water" was the first single. This was the second. Great. I actually don't like the backing vocals. Yeah, I was about to say. (laughs) I think they're kind of cheesy. Nobody grooves like the Dave Matthews band. Man, they got, they they do, man. They've got it. It's, it's just it's enjoyable, man. I'm enjoying it. The popular closer for Dave Matthews band life set. They don't really change it much from the studio recording. I actually I, I remember hearing the live version on 
uh, live in Central Park. I actually prefer that version than the studio version because it doesn't include that those shitty backing vocals. Oh. Yeah. These right here, these. It's pretty cheesy. I hate that shit, dude. I think it fucking sucks. Hey, Dave. Eh, bad idea, Dave. But we'll allow it. I love so bad choice every now and then. I, yeah, whatever. Love that saxophone line, dude. Yeah. Dude, that so shit crazy, is great. Like, Lighter version of the chorus. So smooth. Yeah, man, good stuff. Awesome. Yeah, I really not our it. first time hearing Dave Matthews no. Band. Certainly no. not our last. Oh, well, that's cool. I mean, our last for tonight. I killed my husband <laughs> Shot him right in the face Actually hired someone To do it for me <laughs> Nailed it Number 11 The Hole With Celebrity Skin Honestly I actually kind of like this song Yeah not bad You know who wrote that riff right? Billy Corgan? Yes, sir. Certainly wasn't Courtney Love. No, no, it was not. Uh, how do you feel about Courtney Love, Mike? Uh, I think she's just, she wants attention. And she got it. Her husband was getting too much, so she paid someone to blow his head off. A pretty heavy allegation. Um. Yeah, no, it's it. I don't, I don't think she's a good person. Dude, this song is really catchy. It's very catchy. It's a great song. Uh, Courtney, hey, you you did a great job on this song, and thank you for it. Appreciate it. This is the title track from the platinum album Celebrity Skin. I believe it's Hole's last album. Nami's. Nami's for best That's rock song and best rock performance. Wow. 26 weeks on this chart. Four weeks at number one. Yeah, no, it's a, that's a, it's a catchy song, man. It really is. Ca- I, I do like it. Very I, I like 90s. That song. Oh. Okay, we were talking about this band earlier. You know what? When this came out, I fucking loved it. Yeah, I think most people did. You know... Something happens sometimes with um, sometimes bands become easy targets. 
And, I, uh, I agree. I agree with you. And they, their name just gets so tarnished by all the things people say about them. And I mean, they might do some things that don't help that, like, uh, I don't know. I think people took issue with uh, Scott Stapp's vocals and uh, with some of their aesthetics, like uh, album art and like tribal tattoos and, you know, douchey stuff like that. Yeah. But like, there's people that, that, I mean, this this album, this is Creed, by the way. <laughs> the song is called "What's This Life For?" This is Creed, by the way, from the six-time platinum album "My Own Prison." I mean, six times platinum doesn't just happen. This no, is, no, people th- love no, this, dude. No, that's the thing. That's the thing. Like people, a lot of you motherfuckers are bullshitting right now when you yes. say it, when you're talking shit about it. Because I know you sons of bitches have this album in your homes. So, I mean, nah, man. When this came out, I, I was into it. I loved it. I was, yeah. I was like, yeah, this fucking rock and roll, man. So yeah, I mean, damn it. Might might just uh, drop this poster on the ground. Fucking up. Totally fucking up. Here anymore. Yeah. Give it to me, Scott. Give it to me. No, you don't. Scott, damn it. No, you don't. Folks, we're gonna we we're, we're keeping this song on. I don't give a shit what you say. See, told I told you they weren't no Christian band. I told you they weren't. The only Creed song with any profanity. Six weeks on this chart peaked at number ten, which is where we find it tonight. Went to number one on the rock chart. So this morning on the way to work, yeah, I heard the song "Higher" by Creed. That song I don't like. Uh, it sounded really good. I haven't heard it in a long time, and. Uh, I liked it more than I thought I did. Really? I yeah. never really... You know what Creed song I actually I actually like? Is the song Weathered. Weathered, yeah. That, 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 there were that, a couple good songs on that album. Dude, uh, we might be outing ourselves. Is I, like think we, I, think, I think we just Creed lost fans. a huge... <laughs> I think we just lost... A, we have uh, very sorry. little credibility left. Sorry, folks. I mean, come on, folks. Don't give us any shit. Please... It's not like we sit around and listen to Creed no. all day long, every day. No. It's just some days. Sometimes it's... Dude. Oh, my Number God. Number nine. Yes. Saw these guys live at MIT. Six-time platinum, self-titled debut album. This is Jumper. 
Yeah, man. The lyrics are about a friend jumping off the bridge to commit suicide. Second song in a row about a friend committing suicide. That's sad, man. Totally sad. 26 weeks on this chart, peaked at number 9, but went to 5 on the Hot 100. The, uh, when they did this song live, uh, during the instrumental break, the the guys in the band took solos. Oh, yeah? Um, you know, really good songs. It was a cool show, but, man, these guys, they fucking sucked when they were taking solos. Oh, really? The dude, the bass player was the worst. It was embarrassing. Ouch. Yeah. Guys... Cut that shit out of your live act. It was horrible. Horrible. Every single one of you, the drummer, the guitar player, the bass, you guys were all terrible. That when you played your songs, it was great. Everything else about the show was great, but but your your shitty instrumental breaks were fucking awful. Third Eye Blind. Just guys, is what I've heard about Third Eye Blind. Guys, I mean, you guys are not good musicians. You're shitty musicians. These songs, your, your songs are classics. Absolute class, dude. I love your songs. But guys, when you go home at night, don't think you're good at your instruments. You're shit at them. You can hang out with Mark Tom at, uh... Oh, my God. Did I? Mark Hoppus and Tom DeLong and talk about oh. how you write great songs but can't play your instrument for shit. That is actually pretty appropriate. Um, really? Yeah, yeah. I mean, oh. like, I, uh... I was watching a Blink-182 live video recently. and uh, Yeah, they're... Uh, <laughs> actually, I watched a, a series of them, and every time <laughs> every time what Tom would get ready to play What's My Age Again, he would say, all right, everybody be quiet. This part's really hard, and if you make noise, I'll mess up. <laughs> <laughs> it's really not that hard at all. He's just, uh, you know, it's, it's at the border of his ability, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Um, hey, like, you know, awesome songs. That's what matters, dude. Nostalgia right in my goddamn ears. I mean, dude, seriously, this is the this is tied to so much. This is my favorite fuel song. This is a great song. Nothing else I ever heard from these guys had this great alt rock sound this song has. I love when it kicks off right here at the beginning. It sounds great too, like production. This is very well written. Now I love those strings. Dude, strings, man. Yes. This is from their platinum debut album, Sunburn. Here we go. from 
dude. Sometimes the verses are just about as good as the chorus. Dude, I love that verse, man. I think I like it better. baseline so much production it's great 31 weeks on this chart peak at number two I'm, this is very enjoyable. Absolutely. Still sounds great. Yeah, no, it really does, man. Just so easy to listen to that whole yeah, song. Yeah, no, dude, that was that was very enjoyable. Thanks, Fuel. That was number eight, taking us all the way to number seven. God, we're already on number seven. Yeah, we're getting there. Whoa. Whoa. Father of mine, tell me where have you been? You know I just close my eyes, my whole world disappeared. Yeah. Father of mine, take me back to the yeah. day. Yeah, when I was still your golden boy, back before you went away. This is ever clear with Father of Mine. Off of the two-time platinum album, so much for the afterglow. The second of three straight platinum albums. This song is autobiographical, as a lot of people know. Yeah, um, yeah. Our Alex Ox's father abandoned his family like a dirtbag. I really like um, the interview with with Art in the documentary, The Other F Word, which is about a lot of punk rock bands and rock bands, um, and and all of the guys in the bands that they have children now, and you know them talking about the experiences of being in a successful rock band, being in that lifestyle, and then having children, having a family, and juggling that, and you know, and a lot of those. A lot of those guys are, are great fathers, and and a lot of them have that same story. And they didn't really have good dads, and and they you know made the deci- a lot of them made the decision to uh, make sure that they were good dads. It's a really great documentary. F is or uh, the other F word. The other F word. Yeah, it's really awesome. It, it's most it it's mostly a lot of it's about um, the guy, the lead singer from Pennywise, but. Fat Mike from No Effects, Lars Fredrickson from Rancid, Art from Everclear, the guy from Rise Against, a lot, and, and, and a lot of guys from a lot of other really crusty punk rock bands that became 
Dance. Flea from Red Hot Chili Peppers. Mark Hoppus from Blink-182. It's really, really good. It's a great documentary. I've never even heard of it. And Art plays this acoustic. Yeah, actually, I could... For a while, I had trouble finding the original version of this song on Apple Music. And every time I added it to the playlist, it, like, went to this acoustic-y version that was not as good. So... Yeah, the original. That's been 27 weeks on that chart. Peaked at number four. <coughs> had a the album had a Nami for a best rock instrumental for one of the num tracks num Nami. On there. This is garbage. <laughs> at number six. <laughs> I do love garbage. I've never really listened to him. This is a great song. I love this song. I think I'm paranoid. Switch Vig, Shirley Manson. I love that chorus, dude. Fuck yeah. Paranoid. I love this part right here. So have you ever been looking through used CDs and seen this like big plasticky orange case? Yes. And pulled it up and it was this garbage album? Yeah, yeah. I, I have seen it. And like this 3D cover with their the letters of the band name garbage sticking out. Pretty cool. Twenty-six weeks on this chart. Right here at number six. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Awesome. Garbage. Okay. This next one. I want to see what you think of it. What? Oh, man. Oh, my God. Yes. Yes. This became the intro song after the first season of the British comedy peep show that's right this was is the intro song i love this song Dude, I, 
It's so funny. Yeah, I remember the part of the music video where he's slowly pouring a glass of or a bottle of champagne out, uh-huh. and he's like trying to walk underneath it while he's pouring <laughs> it, like keeping the bottle in place while also like trying to walk through his own. I don't know. That's, I just remember that one part of the music video. I love this part right here. Talks about having no legs. The lyrics in this song reflect skepticism on the mainstream and alternative cultures of the 1990s. <laughs> yeah, it was very confusing. So this song was a huge success, but not due to any major label efforts. It just kind of went viral. They uh, they made the single and put it out um, kind of independently. Really? They got it in the hands of a DJ at K-Rock. Oh, K-Rock Los Angeles. Yeah. Oh, wait. Do you mean Los Angeles, California? I think that's the one. You know I lived there for some time. Yeah, how was that? Anyway. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it just kind of like went Dude, K-Rock, no man, K-Rock used to play all over the yeah. country. Yeah, K-Rock used to be great, and that was possible one time. Hey, K-Rock, you know what? Fuck you, because that kind of beautiful shit, it's not possible there with you guys anymore. Make K-Rock great again. Yeah, no, seriously, man. K-Rock, come on. You guys used to be the forward-thinking, you know, rock radio, um, great music radio. You got, you guys are the ones that launched Damn It for Blink-182. Yeah. I mean, you you guys are responsible for so much, and you're such shit now. You're, you're, you're responsible for garbage. You used to be great. You know, nobody looks at you like you're great. And you know what? You don't care. You, you, you guys don't give a shit, so I'm not going to waste my time. Oh. No. Fuck you, K-Rock. You know what? When I lived there, I, I went to I went to K-Rock, and I had my demo with me. And, uh-huh. and I, knew, I knew it was a long shot. I knew it wasn't... I wasn't going to meet with anyone. I, I handed it to whoever was sitting at the... You know, at the reception. I, and I know I was just one of 100,000 people to do it, but I did it anyway, because I wanted to. Because I, I knew that at one point, K-Rock was a legendary radio station. And I wanted to at least try. All right. So. Flagpole Sitta. I want to talk about Flagpole Sitta by Harvey Danger a little bit more. Cool. So the the legacy, to the band members at least, seems to be that it follows them around, popping up in unlikely places all the time. Like when it was on that uh, that peep show as the intro um it gave a you know it it gave them a lot of success but it wasn't really representative of their music so they didn't have a lot of you know growth or anything from it but mm-hmm. um did they make any money oh yeah i mean sure but in i'm sure they gained a lot of fans from it but there were a lot of people who didn't really delve into them because it didn't sound like most of the other stuff but so you know they they have a conflicted relationship with the song, but um, yeah. Uh, the the singer laments naming it "Flagpole Sitta" rather than titling it after the hook. I'm not sick, but I'm not well, or even paranoia, paranoia, or something like that. But no, I think it's cool. What's wrong with 
flagpole sitter. I mean, I'm fine with it, but he thinks that, you know, people couldn't find it because of the, the weird title. That it's wasn't yeah, it's, it's so lyrics, popular, but, though. I mean, yeah. it's like still a really, I mean, it's a great song, and people are still, still discovering it. Yeah. Guys, it, hey, Harvey Danger, stop being a bunch of bitches, okay? Take your money, save it, and live your fucking lives. Shut up about it, okay? A lot of people are going to find that song because it's a great song. So yeah. what's what's the lead singer's name? Oh, I don't know. Oh, really? Well, you know what? We'll just call him uh, Tony. Tony, dude, sh- dry your Tony. stupid fucking tears <laughs> and shut your face. Okay? I mean, he's not sad or anything. I oh, mean, you know what? But his complaints, you're a baby. Tony, you're a little piglet no, baby. I, Shut I think, your mouth. I think you'd actually respect his opinions if you like read. I, I actually kind of read this long article about I feel this like song. I'm hurting your feelings right now, Adam. You're kind of upsetting me. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'll, no, I'll, I'll stop. <laughs> I don't want to hurt your feelings. Dude, you're my friend. So it's from the Gold album, Where Have All the Merrymakers Gone? 28 weeks on the chart, peaked at number three. Hey, Harvey Danger, thank you guys. That's a great song. Thank you so much. Beastie Boys with Intergalactic. Oh, shit. Number four. Never really liked this song, actually. I really like the Beastie Boys. This is from their three-time platinum album, Hello Nasty. Won a Grammy for Best Rap Group Performance. I had a friend who was way into this. Like, yeah, way into it. I don't get it. I don't get it. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't really like this. I, I mean, I, there's... I don't know what they're talking about. I like the Beastie Boys. But I, know, I, I remember when this came out, too. I was like, I don't really like it. They've got better stuff. Yeah, they got a lot of great stuff. I love their style. I, I really do like their style, but... I mean, I like coffee, so that's cool. Yeah, intergalactic, number four. <laughs> Twenty-six right. weeks on the chart, peaked right there at number four. That's a good spot. Great. So. Earlier in the first half of this chart, we had a Smashing Pumpkins song. No way. Ava Adore. This one is perfect. Oh, I like this one even less. Number three. I like this one more. Actually, you know what? I, no, I, I, I do like it more. I like it better. It's not always so easy to get you to agree. <laughs> <laughs> From their platinum fourth album, Adore. 26 weeks, he's here at number three. 
the melody of the, uh, I guess it's like, I don't know what instruments I'm hearing exactly. There's a melody there somewhere that I like. There's not a lot to say about it, really. I'm mean, um, yeah. It's in that phase where Billy Corgan was like, you know, there's so much more than uh, rock music and rock instrumentation. And I no, I, I think he could have. Well, I don't know, man. I, I think I. Dude, yes, fuck yes, I love it. Right, I love this song. I love this song so fucking much. Yes, dude. Oh, I'm such an, I'm in a great mood. Oh my god. Eve six with Inside Out at number two. Dude, I, oh, I still I still love this song. Dude, I can't wait for the. I cannot wait. I'm so excited. I'm so awake. We needed a little shot in the arm. Yes. Great, great pop rock right here. Amazing. Oh yeah, I love it. Oh, love it. Love it, man. Love this. Ah, love Eve Six, man. Man, the rhymes in this song and yes. So this song was huge hit. Huge hit. Man, man. it topped the modern rock chart three times for a combined total of four weeks at number one. Love this song, man. Yeah, this is one of my favorites. I I bought this album because of this song. Dude, me too. And it was a, I thought it was a great album. I was surprised to hear another song I liked a lot from the radio, but didn't know the title of or the artist. But it was Leech. The one Leech, that was like, dude. Sucking on my brain. Teacher, I'm the student. Yeah. yeah, I love that song. I love 41 weeks on this chart. Peaked at number one for four weeks. I, I love right here. Like, check this out. Listen right here. It, it like it's like there's a vocal on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that. It's just slight. I love that angelic chorus. I love. That sounds so great. And then. That, that vocal track coming in. I, dude, this is... I love this song, and this is killer. Man. Shit rocks, dude. This shit rocks. Did you ever listen to their uh, next album after dude, this? Yes, Horoscope. I thought it was even better. It had uh, so many I good love songs. love that album. Dude, ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, go check out Eve Six's Horoscope album. That shit is awesome. I love it. Listen to the vocal harmonies. It's delicious. Oh my god! <laughs> oh, so great. Underrated band, man. Totally underrated. Super duper underrated. Every song on Horoscope is a great song. It is, man. 
I don't remember as many from the first album. No, Horse Coke's Showerhead, Bleach, and this one. And I can't think of any others right now. But I'm going to listen to it soon and see. Dude, Eve, Eve 6, man, where are you guys? I don't know. You guys rocked, man. They had that guitarist with the blue hair and like yeah. the, uh, the piercing between his eyes. Yeah. And their uh, the bassist and the bassist singer was, was a really singer. swole. Yeah, he 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 got he got really big. He, he started jacked. like. Dude, are you, are you serious, man? I'm absolutely serious. It's number one, <laughs> we've got one week by the bare naked lady. I hate this shit, dude. <laughs> this was my favorite song. <laughs> I've got to tell you a story. I, uh, I spent a whole weekend with my Nickelodeon boombox trying to get a clean recording onto my mixtape. From the song. radio? Yeah, from the radio. So you probably didn't have to wait that long. Uh, well, I did because I, I couldn't get it without like a DJ talking over the intro. Oh, yeah, I hated that something. shit when they did that. Or I couldn't catch it in time. Yeah. Like, so, yeah. Uh, from the four-time platinum album, Stunt. Oh man, I love this. Dude, I wanted to know every single lyric. I wanted to have it memorized. I wanted to be able to, to rap it. Oh god. 13 year old, 14 year old Adam? Yeah. Oh god, this song is just like. No, oh, I have this no, memory dude. of driving to this, uh, this camp out when I was a Boy Scout. And this was on the radio. My friend Chris had, had the record stunt Let Me Borrow It. I never bought that album, but it had other great songs on it. Oh. I was so into this! Just like a lot of other nerdy white guys. Uh, man, I... No, dude. I... No. So the... Uh, one of the dudes, the guy who sings this part, wrote the ideas for uh, the non-rap choruses with the concept being a structure of fight between a man and a woman, where the protagonist knows he's wrong, he's just trying to save things. Then the rap was just like completely unrelated, full of pop, re- pop culture references. Bare naked ladies, one week. 26 weeks on this chart. Spent five weeks at number one. Dude, it's good. No, dude, this song is a joke. Come on, give me a smile. <laughs> no, dude. You, you know. Oh my gosh. I enjoyed. Um, regardless of that last shit. Oh man, it put you in a bad mood to end the no, show. No man, oh, yeah, no man. dude. I, I'm overall, I'm in a great mood. I, I feel fantastic. <laughs> Go back to Eve Six. Eve Six was at number one, yes. just not this week. Oh, dude, well. Eve Six, man, that song was awesome. I love that song. Yeah. And yeah, no, the second album, Horoscope, that had like so many great things. Oh yeah, yeah. Like like I said, I love every song on Horoscope and. 
it was so i had this like sony disc man you know yeah. just portable cd player yeah and um it was it was like yellow and blue like mainly this like golden yellow color mm-hmm. with some blue highlights and uh the um the artwork for horror scope from eve 6 was kind of the same colors yeah, and, like, yeah. it just looked so cool like when i when i set the cd in that disc man with the lid open i just like to to look at it in there before i closed it and push play <laughs> just that whole aesthetic you know i had was i don't know it's just part of it for me. You know? Yeah, I remember that too, man. Putting CDs in a disc, man. Well, that has been 1998. What a what a crazy awesome. chart. Awesome, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Smash Mouth, the Rockefeller Skank, by Fat Boy Slim, Feeder with High. Oh uh, yeah, oh, dude, man. Feeder. Oh, I was feeder. so emotional when we listened to that. It was that, that song was, High is uh, one of the ones I'll, on that mixtape playlist. Oh sweet sure. man, hell yeah! I was such a bitch when that song. I turned into an emotional drag. Oh, it was so exciting. I know, man, and uh, you know what? I'm happy for who I am. Me too. Um, ladies and gentlemen, uh, thank you once again for checking us out. As always, be sure to tune in to Rock Candy. Those ladies have a great show. We uh, they do. What, what did they talk about last time, Adam? That you heard? Oh, I was telling you earlier. It was a it was an older episode, but um, I listened to their episode on Wendy O. Williams today. Oh yeah, crazy story about yeah, Wendy. Yeah, crazy stuff. Um, so. and they did a really good job. You know, I had never heard of the Plasmatics or listened to their music or anything. But dang, dude, they, they talk about the Plasmatics. Cool the Those girls go deep. And uh, they just finished a two-parter on Johnny Cash, which was really awesome. No way, really? Yeah. So dang, I mean, I mean, I need, I need you to, can't I need get more different more than that's cool. Than, that's cool. Yeah, folks, yeah. go check out Variety. Rock Candy. That's great. Um, try the beers that they drink. I'll. I'm gonna. I'm gonna check them out. Um, Before we go, we we wanted to give a shout out to our friend Scott. Uh, Scott Clark, hey, you are one of the nicest, most wonderful, most supportive friends uh, that I have ever known. Adam and I, uh, we really appreciate you, and I, I want you to know that that other uh, other friends in our group appreciate you too. Absolutely, uh, you, you've been, you have consistently been. Uh, a better friend than most people deserve. Oh, yeah. And uh, uh, I think it's amazing that you have a family now. Uh, I'm so proud of you. And uh, I, I appreciate your support. Adam appreciates your support. Um, just thanks, man. Thanks for being you. Yeah, yeah, you're, dude. A, you're, a, you're a total badass son of a bitch. We were talking about you before we started recording. And, yeah. Uh, we talked about how uh, Andrew likened you to chester on syphil and ollie syphil and ollie oh <laughs> man props to anyone who knows that shit yeah those fucking sock puppets yeah scott no you do man you you sound you sound kind of like chester from syphil and ollie which is a really good thing chester's great he was totally he was uh he was there like from episode one i'm pretty sure chester was there the whole? There was only like two seasons, I think. Yeah, it's short-lived show for sure. No, yeah, that was like one of those one a.m., two a.m. 
MTV late night. You and I would be awake right now to see some shit on Yeah, MTV. if we turned MTV on right now, I bet it was playing. If yeah, it was uh, 1990, 20 years ago instead of... Yeah. yeah. So right now. Well, people, yeah. follow us on Twitter. And uh, I just started an Instagram. I haven't known what to do with it yet. I'll, I'll figure it out, though. And uh, Yeah, we don't know what to do with that shit. Dude, leave us reviews and ratings on iTunes. Yeah, please, um, people. I mean, if you want. Really if you don't want to. Well, so you far, uh, we don't have any ratings or reviews on iTunes. And if we could get some, uh, I think it could help us get more listeners. So. Yeah, that'd be cool. That'd Help be way cool. Yeah, come on. Adam has four kids, guys. Come on. Uh, this and, is uh, expensive. Didn't you have an idea for something they could write about? Like, Oh, shit. Did I? You did earlier, but it's <sighs> it's after 2 a.m. now. It's almost 2.30. So oh, my God. We have I got forgive to go. you for uh, not Okay, we'll, we'll, I'll talk about it. We'll, we'll see. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, guess what? Uh, 1991. Thank you so much. Until next time. Hey, good, good night. night.